Hello. 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 Welcome to the Bears, Birds, and Brews podcast. This is a show about Chicago Bears, the Atlanta Falcons, and craft beer. My name is Asa Flakani. My co-host is... Pouring beer. There you go. And our jolly producer is... Now there was here. Hey, that sounds... That rhymed. Yeah, it I'm, always rhymes. Yeah, there you go. Hell yeah. Um, so on today's episode, we're going to talk about the Falcons versus the Jaguars and then the Bucks and the season finale. We're also going to talk about the Bears versus the Chiefs that happened on Sunday Night Football and helped me win my fantasy league for this year. And then we're going to end, or at some point, we're going to talk about the Bears versus the Minnesota Vikings. And in honor of the Minnesota Vikings, we're drinking a beer from Minnesota. Minnesota. Yeah, specifically, we're drinking beer from Bent Paddle Brewing Company uh, in Minnesota. Thank you all, Bent Paddle, for sending us uh, an assortment of beers. A cornucopia of beers. A cornucopia Cornucopia. of beers, as is said on the agenda. From uh, Duluth, Minnesota. Right, so before we try these, we got a handful of them. I'm going to tell you a little bit about Bent Paddle Brewing Company. Bent Paddle Brewing Company is a 30-barrel production craft brewery and tap room located in the beautiful Great Lakes port town of Duluth, Minnesota. The brewers of Bent Paddle Brewing Company use the amazing water of Lake Superior to brew the freshest and most dependable craft beer possible. It is Bent Paddle Brewing Company's goal to produce beers that bend the tradition of the classic style that they represent. We strive to make drinkable, balanced beers with an edge of inventiveness for all beer lovers to enjoy, founded by Byron Tannis, Colleen, Colin Mullen, Karen Tannis, and Laura Mullen. Thank you all, uh, everybody at Bent Paddle, for sending us these beers. And now they're going to tell you what we are drinking first. So the uh, the first one we're drinking is Venture Pills. It's a Pilsner lager. We haven't had a Pilsner on the show in a while. Yeah, yeah we actually haven't. You are right about that. Yeah, and this is sitting at... Five percent, so it's definitely sessionable. Crushable. Crushable. And this is excellent. This is really good. Yeah, it's a craft lager uh, with noble hops and premium malts found in North America and Europe. Oh snap! Yeah, yeah. how's it taste? Does it taste uh, well traveled? Um, it does. Sure. I mean, it's more just more of a refreshing <laughs> beer to me. This is like something I could definitely enjoy drinking a lot of while watching the Bears in Minnesota game. So. Yeah. Glad I have one more of these hidden somewhere that I didn't get to you guys yet that I can oh. use on Sunday. Oh. Nice. You yeah. can bring it in your new beer cooler, your Bears beer cooler. It's hidden under a bunch of ice, so hopefully it does not explode. Ah. Mm. <laughs> or say that was not a threat. That was no, not a threat. Definitely. But what if it freezes? Because beer can freeze. Beer can freeze. Learned. Awesome. Did you know that beer can freeze? I was, well, I was actually about to say, nobody on the show has ever frozen beer before. Um, you <laughs> have. You have. Um, no, actually. Uh, someone who's actually in the studio right now was telling me that when he was in Minnesota, they were drinking beer, and it was so freaking cold in Minnesota that their beer froze. So they had to drink it too. They had to drink it so fast that it wouldn't freeze. Well, if they were drinking this uh, bent paddle lager, um, you know the pills, it would have gone down really easy. Apparently, you know I actually heard right. from somebody who went to Shameless a game. Uh, I went. I heard from somebody who went to a game at Lambeau Field one time that. They got some beers, opened them, stopped to take a picture, and by the time they were done taking the picture, the whole thing had frozen up. 
See, this is why so, Packers nice. fans don't uh, snap their beers because they have to drink it fast enough. Interesting. All, All right. right. This is good stuff, though. We've got a few more of these and which some we'll, other ones. Which we will just bring it in and out. But yeah. let's start off with the Jaguars at Falcons. Yeah. Ooh, that yeah. was an awesome game. It was an awesome game. Julio Jones had a great game, 10 receptions for 166 yards. Approximately. Um, yeah. And he, he broke the record. Yeah. Um, I mean. What record? Oh, he set a, set a record, 1,200 oh. receiving yards again. And I think he's the youngest receiver to, or the fastest receiver to do it in six consecutive seasons, I believe, or something like that. I will look that up. Excuse me, yeah. Shooting from the hip over here, I see. Well, anyway, Julio and Matt Ryan were awesome in the game. The defense, it started a little slow, but they ended up getting it together. And they put Minshew Mania down. Um, it was it was close for a minute. I I'll say in all honesty, um, I was in the fantasy championship over the weekend. No one cares about your fantasy. I know they don't, but I won, so you're gonna <laughs> have to care because I'm the champion in our league. By the way, in case you missed it. Oh. Okay. Um, no, but I say I only bring it up because I have Leonard Fournette, and I was hoping that Leonard Fournette would have somewhat of a decent game, and he did. I think that the Jaguars are kind of in a position of. They're clearly going to move forward with Minshew, um, I would think, no matter what, unless a quarterback falls to them, possibly, in the draft somehow. But the Falcons had another great game. Well, they did. They, they um, did. Yeah. 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 I mean, like, you can nitpick if you want, but at the end of the day, the Falcons kneeled out to win the game. That's, can, I, can I nitpick one thing? Please. Uh, did Dan Quinn save his job? I think that's still up in the air. We have one more game left to go against Tampa. I think Dan Quinn has saved his job. Yeah, but okay. What if what if Atlanta loses to Tampa on Sunday? Do you, as uh, as a then fan, you can't say he saved his job because we I, still don't know. I still think he saved his job. Uh, I mean, I, Falcons went six and two in the second half of the season. Okay, but they might end six and ten. Or they might end the season 6-10, is what I'm Which saying. Which is fine. That's terrible. No, no. Anyway, neither. You were going to say something. Yeah, so we've asked Nabil this quite a few times if he's still on the Trubisky bandwagon or not. Um, so I guess, question to you, are you on the Dan Quinn bandwagon? Do you think he should come back? What are your thoughts? Are you ready, still ready to let him out, like, ASAP? Yeah, I, I mean, I am. The thing is, is, here's my thing with Dan Quinn. If he comes back, that means Dimitrov is coming back. That worries me a little bit. I will give Dan Quinn one more year if he earns one more year. And what I mean by that is they beat Tampa, who they lost to at home in embarrassing fashion just a couple weeks ago. Yeah. Right? So this is a revenge game for Atlanta and the Falcons coming up on Sunday. One. Two, the Falcons will then end the season six and three or six and two, whatever. They'll be If they win, they'll be seven and two. Seven and two. Which Wrong is call. Good. So, yeah, which is great, yeah. which is great. And the Falcons have been really good in the last couple of weeks during this run. I still don't think that Dirk Cutter is the right coordinator for this offense. I mm-hmm. would like to see him gone no matter what. However, can you put Matt Ryan through a new system and a new offensive coordinator again? Probably not. You can't. Pretty and if you, that's the thing. With the Falcons, this coaching staff has to be the same exact thing that comes back. Because if you're going to turn over one piece of this coaching staff – you might as well clean house and turn over everybody. It's oh, all or definitely nothing. Definitely agree. Definitely and agree. And uh, that being all or nothing, it's all on Dan Quinn, essentially, right? Because he's the one on the hot seat. And Thomas Dimitrov goes as Dan Quinn goes, right? So I think that the Falcons, 
If they look good on Sunday, Dan Quinn will save his job. If they don't look good on Sunday, then he should be gone. Thomas Dimitrov should be gone. Everybody should be gone. Go ahead and crack that beer. Okay. You said yeah. something bold, so I wanted to crack it right when you finish something. I, I think that was timed perfectly. Yeah. So what am I looking for for the Falcons this Sunday against Tampa? They're clearly not in it to lose, right? And they don't care about the draft anymore, so that's out of the question. So what do I want to see this Sunday from Tampa? I want to see the best game that they've played this season. I want to see a repeat of the game that they had against New Orleans when they had six sacks, no touchdowns given up, and Matt Ryan was just on it, right? Um, they're going into a hostile environment in terms of a division. It, it's Tampa. It's not that hostile. Right? In terms of a division opponent on the road, and Tampa is also out to play for pride. They know their coach is coming back next year. So for them, they're trying to make a statement for their fans to be like, this is the brand you're going to see on the field. Yeah. Right? And coming you never next know season. Which, uh, which Jameis Winston you're going to get. But Jameis Winston also has to know that he's playing for his job. Oh, Jameis Winston's going to get a contract, guys. So he's leading the league in passing, I think. So, the point I'm making yeah. is, is Tampa's out to prove a point on a high note. Whereas Atlanta, if they want Dan Quinn back, they're going to have to play like Dan Quinn deserves to come back. Right, I, and I could definitely see that happening. I mean, the defense has been come. Defense are playing great so far, but the defense um, has been being run under Raheem Morris. Over the, and I think he should be the, he should be the DC going forward. And Jeff um, Ulbrich. Jeff Ulbrich, he's yeah. good too. He has an awesome beard, as I said before. By the way, did we ever talk about this beard? This is awesome. Oh yes, before yeah. You know what? Go ahead, Nather. Go ahead, talk about this beard because not beard, beer. But go ahead. Uh, because Nabil no longer has a beard. But uh, we are drinking the fourteen hurt. degree ESB. Um, from Bent Paddle again. Um, it is an extra special amber ale, uh, which is well-balanced, slightly roasted malt flavor, traditional British hops with a hint of pine and citrus. And this has won the bronze, silver, and gold medal uh, at the Great American Beer Festival under the extra special bitter category. And most recently, the gold medal in 2017. Yeah. Uh, it This is good This beer. is so roasty and malty. This is perfect this is, for this um, time of year. Yeah, definitely. Kind of like Uncut Gems would be perfect to see after this, if you get uh, what I'm talking about. Shameless um, plug. Shameless plug. Right, awesome. So, yeah, b b back to Bent Paddles and this ESB. This is delicious. I mean, I know, like we, this is our first ESB, so shout out to that. You get uh, the Bears version brew for best ESB on the episode. So ESB that's stands that. for what in the bill? Extra special bitter. Bitter. Okay, yeah. yeah. Or some some people say English uh, style bitter as well, but I think this one it says extra special bitter, and it has a very nice bitter to it. It, it is very malty, very roasty, and very enjoyable. Yeah. So Dan Quinn was a defensive coordinator before the switch. Before the Falcons went on the six and two, seven and two Fact. Uh, winning streak potentially to end the season. So, like I said, depending on how the Falcons play on Sunday, that's how I would decide whether or not I want Dan Quinn to okay. come back. And and, uh, and you know, once we see what happens, because remember, uh, next Monday is Black Monday, so we'll see what happens. It's not that far away from seeing where everything's going to go. So, which means you just got to tune into next week's episode, where we let you know. So, don't tune into ESPN to find out who got fired. We'll let you know on Wednesday. Yeah. So don't don't do it. And so, don't hypothetical scenario: if I hear this correctly, and I want this on air, on air, on air. So, if the Falcons win out. They play a good game. They, uh, you know, they blow through the Bucks like we blow through beers on the show. Um, then you would like to see Dan Quinn, Dirk Cutter, Raheem Morris as a defensive coordinator, everyone come back. 
It's a yes or no. Yeah. Frankly, <laughs> no. If okay. It, if okay. it's my personal decision, okay. mm-hmm. my personal thinking, I like Dan Quinn. It's in a weird sense, like I would be okay with him coming back for one year. That like, you know, you franchise mm-hmm. tag a player. I mean, he won't get an extension. No, yeah. right. So you franchise tag a player in the same vein of one year audition contract. I Dan Quinn could get one more year and one more year only. However, the caveat is this. If the Falcons start next season one and three. He's out. That's it. Mid-season, you're gone. I mean. One. And we talked about how mid-season doesn't work. I get that. That's why the risk factor is so big here. Because you cannot go through another season like this one. Correct. And strong and then give him another chance. No. If he starts next season, if he does not start next season over 500 through like literally like four games. Over 500. I'm not talking about at. I'm talking about over 500. Through how many games? Over four games. So he has to be three and one. Three and one. Okay. Right? Three and one. Simple math, guys. At least at least two wins easy, if easy. one of those if one of those is the last second I mean, if it's goal, at least two wins, and that's 500. That's five. I understand the belt, but what I'm saying is don't be an asshole. Don't piss me off. Seriously. <laughs> I don't, I'm not trying to deal with this shit today. All right? Ooh. Look, I'm not. You're giving me a hard time for no reason. I'm telling you this. Dan Quinn's team better perform like they're ready to win another Super Bowl this season, and they better start next season like they're going to get another Super Bowl. Okay? That's the thing. What I don't want to have happen, so what I want or what I don't want to have happen, I don't want Thomas Dimitrov back. I think the Thomas Dimitrov era should be over. Now, obviously, if Thomas Dimitrov is gone, there's a new GM coming in town. We're cleaning the house entirely. New defensive coordinator. New head coach, all that stuff. Yeah. So that's where I'm at. It depends on how the Falcons play this Sunday. All right. Neville, any thoughts on this before we move on? Sorry for buying at you over there, but I'm just... it, it's all right. At least there's like a table between us. So yeah, it's all thank good. Thank God. Yeah. Otherwise, I think, you know, some someone... beer would spill. And yeah. I haven't spilled beer yet. So, yeah, this it's is good beer. I'm not trying to streak. spill this one. It's almost as good as the streak as the Falcons have been on at the end yeah. of the season. Yeah, yeah. exactly. What, but there's some disappointments there. How do you lose? To Tampa Bay at home. You come out flat against Tampa Bay at home, and then you let the Saints come in town. You almost have a chance to beat them, and then you don't take advantage of it. Yeah. So, good Thoughts winning streak, awesome. but we can we can, <laughs> we can can be nitpicking. Anyway, that's enough Falcons okay. talk. Thank you for starting with the Falcons. Yeah, Bill, Let's talk about the Wait, Bears. Before we transition, just for our listeners, uh, Julio Jones was is officially the youngest receiver to pass 12,000 receiving yards. Uh, he beat Jerry uh, Jerry Rice nice. um, to become the nice. fastest player to reach 12,000 receiving yards against the Jaguars. Um, now, another game that wasn't so hot. Oh, it was hot. It's for the wrong team. Yeah. Uh, Kansas City well, and yep. Chicago. Yep, well. <laughs> yeah, I, I need that one. All right, so, okay, so Asif is making us drink this beer out of coffee glasses. Because this is the coffee ale, right? Or what is it? The coffee something? I don't know, man. You're, you're yeah, just... Cold-pressed black coffee ale? Yeah. Something like that. There's coffee in this beer, so we're going to yeah. drink them out of the coffee cups here at Atlanta Tech Park. <laughs> you know, for, for um, pictures, just so you can see through it. Yeah. But yeah, well, regardless. You can pour one in a clear glass if you want. I just thought it would be good to drink this out of the coffee Very <laughs> roasty, very coffee. See, um, that's why you got to drink it out of the oh, coffee Oh, it, it kind of, um, right, it tastes kind of like Dunkin' to me. 
Yeah. So I'm pouring these out for ones in the build. This is very hard to do. I, I applaud you for being able to pour beer. Thank you. And Thank talk. You. But you don't, you can do the talking right now. Talk yeah. to me about the beer. I mean, well, and then neither will tell us about this beer. Yeah. I want to see if Duncan. All right, what is he talking about? Beer or we talk, am I talking bears? Bears. You okay. bears first. All right, so that game was hard as hell to watch. <laughs> um, it's like going to your high school reunion and then finding out the hottest chick in your class had a crush on you. Oh, that's a great analogy, right? Though. But she's currently married to someone else. Or yeah, something. yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, it doesn't matter. Like it's too late now. Also, the uh, bill has a huge crush on Patrick Mahomes. Apparently. I have a huge. Don't we all have a huge, huge crush on Patrick Mahomes? He's, I think, he's a pretty small. I guy. think he's slightly overrated. I said it on last last week's episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, uh, now there also thinks Tom Brady's overrated too. I never. Now there also thinks Jordan's overrated. Never I mean, I wish my if I was a Bears fan, I was a Bears. Yeah, if I was a Bears fan, I would wish that my quarterback was overrated like Patrick Mahomes was on Sunday. Yep, it's, it's right? being underrated like Mitch Trubisky. Yes, I don't know. Um, that game was a blank show. Um, fourth and twenty-three, and we sh- throw a three-yard pass. Like, what is that? I do. I was questioning that. There's somebody on. Twitter, Everyone was questioning that. There's somebody on Twitter who said. Um, there's actually this kid, uh, Jordan, I went to Mizzou with who worked for ESPN and is now in L.A. Oh, cool. And, well, he's from Cleveland, so he's done a he's lot all of stuff with LeBron. Place. Yeah, now he's in L.A. Shout out, Jordan. But uh, he was saying that this play calling reeks of my coach not trusting my quarterback in reference oh, to Matt Nagy and definitely. the Bears. And most as soon definitely. as I read that tweet, that's exactly what I noticed in the game. Um, before we do that, in the build, or now tell us about this beer real fast. So it is a coffee ale in partnership with a Duluth Coffee Company. It's a bent paddle and Duluth Coffee Company. Uh, it's a cold brew combined with um, coffee. No, that's uh, where the coffee comes uh, There's definitely the coffee in here. Oh, yeah, there's, there's so much coffee. It's, yeah. it's good, I'm though. To, I like it. I'm trying to see where the ale comes in. See where the, the beer is in. an ale and the Clearly. coffee. Yeah, there you go. That's the combination. Beer can either be a lager or an ale. All beers. Boom. And it's sitting at 6%. Um, what'd you think? I know, Nabil, you thought it was like Duncan. It, it, it smells and tastes like Duncan to me, to be honest. Um, I mean, I get a lot of cold brew. Like, I guess. Is the, it because it's cold? There is a little bit of booziness in here, and so that's how I know, okay, it's not purely coffee. But let's see, I'm going to take another sip. And. I mean, it's thick, right? In the bill, I think that was one of the words they used. It's the thick mouthfeel, creamy mouthfeel. Sure. Um, no, like I Duncan. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I, that, that, that's 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 what I'm, my description is. Duncan. This is a great beer for drinking at six forty-five when the sun is going down. Or up. Or no, I mean, I guess technically, yeah. Right? If you're gonna it's start coffee. early, it's coffee. Yeah, it's right? coffee. Um, this is a great beer to drink for that extra kick. But I like this for right now. Uh, shout out to the people at Bent Paddle. They're doing some really good amazing stuff. Anyway, stuff. who's yeah. not doing amazing stuff is the Bears. It is the Bears. Yeah. And like the – I almost dropped my pen, just like all the drop passes. Um, but, yeah, the Girl. defense wasn't even playing up to par. I mean, Aaron Lynch, how many times are you going to line up offsides? Um, running, into the, running into the kicker. It was just a sloppy game. It was a game that no one wanted to play. And, and that's – well, I think the Chiefs, I think Patrick Mahomes definitely wanted to play. You know, I'm one in on thing, the Bears side. Yeah, on yeah. the Bears side. Because, you know, one thing I pointed out is how, like, this is the game for Mitch Trubisky where I'm looking at yeah. you to be. I mean, step yeah, up. You're right. Step up to the plate. This is your opportunity. And Patrick Mahomes definitely seemed more interested in proving a point on Sunday night. I mean, um, so remember how I said I was in the backseat 
of the Mitch Trubisky bandwagon with the seatbelt off. Mm-hmm. Now I'm on my handles on the door. Yeah, my handles on the door. I don't know if I'm gonna tuck and roll yet, but we're gonna figure out next week. Yeah, and so okay, so now we can transition to next week because I mean, yeah, we can transition Sunday. To, yeah, twenty-five to three was. Enough. At least it wasn't twenty eight to three. Yeah. Oh snap. Oh yeah. It's our obligatory twenty to three. Right I mean, if that's the best you can do, if that's the best you can do, you yelled at me earlier, so I'm gonna. No, not right. Like I said. All right. So now, the Bears play the Vikings. They do. Which is why we're drinking bent paddle. Yeah, we are. What what are we looking for from the Bears on Sunday? Because the Vikings are technically a playoff team. Well, the thing about Vikings is their spot is set now because they lost yesterday. So they're six in the NFC no matter what. It's done. Uh, So I don't expect Dalvin Cook to play. I don't expect Diggs to play. I don't expect Thielen to play. Cook, I mean, uh, what's your quarterback? Kirk Cousins may play for a little bit. I don't expect much from the Vikings. Because they're there. They're set. Yeah, they, they can't move up or down. Yeah. So I expect the Bears to win. Mm-hmm. Uh, not only that, I want the Bears to have a winning season. We don't have a first-round pick, and we're not playing for a draft pick. I wanted it to be 8-8. Eight and eight. So Is that potentially – what? so if the Bears win, what would be the record? 8-8. Eight 8-8. Eight. Eight eight eight. Okay, that yeah. would be the record. Got you. So right now we're 7-8. and eight. Got it. So, yeah. I mean, that, that's what I'm looking for. Okay. Um, I want to end at 500. I want to be 500. I want to have a winning season. I want um, – Mitch Trubisky to look decent. You tell me the Bears could end with a better record than the Falcons this year. That's what I'm hearing. Um, hypothetically, yeah. yes. Yeah. Wow. I mean, worst come worst, Bears can end with the same record as the Falcons. Worst yeah. case scenario. Or in best case, in best case scenario, Atlanta would be would be Chicago's worst case scenario, kind of sort of. Yes. It, yes. Yeah. Yes. Got Technically. It. So yeah. for, for those of you who are doing this without knowing what the records are. Uh, Bears right now sit seven and eight, and Falcons sit. Uh, yeah, it'd be seven and eight. No, six and eight. Six there and we eight, go. Eight, now there, there we go. You Someone got it. pays attention. <laughs> uh, yeah, wasn't my strong suit. Clear, clearly, not enough coffee yeah. in me yet, or maybe too many other beverages. Besides, I think it was coffee. that Dayquil that I took when we popped the pills in. Well, you took a Dayquil at night, so you're you're just fucking shit up, man. Hey man, Anyways, I feel great. So, um. Chances are that the they end up even, yeah. Um, and hopefully the Bears end up with a better record. Now I do I do have a like a pointer to put out. I won't put this in others nonsense, but just a a quick argument. argument. Currently, as it stands, Mitch Trubisky. I know we're all some in the bandwagon, some off the bandwagon, but as it stands, he's currently the second best quarterback in the NFC North. Explain. So, with this plague. Um, Cousins is good, but Cousins, in his entire career, 24 games, has never won on a Monday night. So I would I would put Cousins as not as good of a quarterback, because I've seen Mitch put on a show and win on Monday night, um, and win some primetime games. I know it's ironic because he just lost last Sunday, and you know, Cousins was on Monday, but as it stands, right, I would put Mitch at a... As a better quarterback, as Cousins, and as uh, Stafford, if he's healthy, even with Stafford's inconsistent play. Uh, I don't know about any of that. Okay. okay. I, I think, Nader, did you have some of these where we weren't looking? No. I mean, think about it. Like, no, Yeah, if I think about it, Matt Stafford would be the second best quarterback in the NFC North. Most and, definitely. Yeah. And then 
Kirk Cousins, probably I would have to give him the edge over Trubisky. How can Sorry, you the edge? The guy's never won a Monday night game. That's, okay, but that's fine. How many Monday night games do you play a year? Also, Dude, he's also twenty four. Now he's there, lost twenty four Monday night games. Now there are the Bears in the playoffs this year. Yeah, but why? No, they're not. The, the Bears are not. You can't say the Vikings are in the playoffs because Kirk Cousin put the team on his back. No, he has fucking Stephen Diggs to throw oh to, God, Adam Thielen, and the top running back, arguably when he's healthy. Well, okay, so, 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 okay, because obviously me and Asif are on the same side. Now that's not just we're going to argue this point. <laughs> let me ask you a question. Yeah. Oh, let me ask you, in this hypothetical of now there's nonsense, yeah. if I'm choosing between Kirk Cousins and uh, Mitch Trubisky, in this hypothetical realm, because it's already hypothetical as it is, yeah. am I taking Kirk Cousins' contract? Ooh, that's a big question. Because if I'm not taking his contract, give me Kirk Cousins every fucking day. Twice on Sunday. You really think the guy's never won a Monday night game? With yeah, that I said twice on Sunday, bitch. <laughs> yeah. Oh, so not on Monday. Monday it's he's fine. How, dude, how many Monday night games have the Bears played this year? Two? Yeah. One? Two. I don't care. I'll lose a game. You'll yeah. lose two games. That's guaranteed. fine. Okay, fine. Just 14 and 2. That's a great ass record, yeah. bitch. Look, now that, <laughs> is this a now there? What's now there? Now there. One question. What yeah. question? Uh, what day of the week is the Super Bowl played? Sunday. Okay. Boom. Done. There but you it's go. It's still Sunday night. Also, there's no more difference. Monday night games. Sorry, what are we looking for? Uh, right, right where your hand is, right behind that. There you go. Got it. Okay, so the Bills opening another beer. Um, boom. Perfectly timed. I don't know how we got off to that point. I'm taking Kirk Cousins over Mitch Trubisky. I think the problem with the Bears is Mitch Trubisky is just not—he's not there, man. He's not showing me anything that says like there's potential here. They're like, okay, this is a project that's going to take a little bit longer to develop than anticipated. I'm not even seeing that out of Mitch Trubisky. I think neither. Or Nabil, my question to you is: Yes, sir. Matt Nagy is coming back next year for sure. Most definitely. Ryan Pace is a GM. He'll be back. Aww. For sure next year. Correct. No matter, because uh, at this point, if the Bears lose on Sunday, the Bears have lost and have had a disappointing season. Correct. Right. So their situation and the Falcons' situation is slightly different. Yes. Um, but essentially, you're looking for the Bears to act like they can be a good team. You want Khalil Mack to have another dominant game on Sunday. Mm-hmm. And to your point, one, two things I'd like to say. One is about the beer, but... Um, I think Adam Thielen should play on Sunday because he just come, came back from an injury, so I think more reps for him would actually be a good thing, whereas Stephon Diggs probably doesn't need to play. Dalvin Cook I don't think needs to play as well. Um, Mike Zimmer is a good coach, man. I, yes. Yeah, and I think that – is the game in Chicago on Sunday? It's in Minnesota. Okay. Minnesota. So – We'll see. I mean, it's it's always fun to end the season with division games. Oh, yeah, I love that. Unfortunately, there's not much for us to say other than we need our teams to win on Sunday. It'd right? be nice. It would be nice because you want to see something promising. And I'll just say for the record, I don't think a win guarantees Excuse me, Jan, Dan Quinn's job. Okay. Um, frankly, I don't. I still think there's a lot to consider. For example, 28-3. to 3. I think that's at the top oh. of the list. No matter what, yeah. any conversation with Dan Quinn is going to start and end there. Can the team overcome that? I don't know. Anyway, now that tell us about this beer, and then the Bills got some stuff for us. I do have some stuff. Yeah, Ooh, I'm excited. Um, but while we get to that, we are drinking a, currently a golden IPA. Um, it doesn't say much except that it's an American pale ale uh, and that it stands out. Uh, so 
Do you guys that, agree with that? This is interesting. Maybe I got to cleanse my palate, but the taste on this one. Here's some club soda, bitch. The av- well, here, I would get mine because I've been a little sick. fly all over the fucking episode today. I mean, you're the one who dropped F-bombs. I did drop the first F-bomb. That's the, the first second. time I've ever dropped an F-bomb on the show. Um, but Nabil, try that nice. because I think the way that it goes down, I wonder if it's either my palate or if there's a little kick to it that's like not like, oh, this is an IPA type of deal. Could have been the day cool you took earlier. <laughs> <laughs> um, now that your palate has cleansed. I mean, uh, it, it, I enjoy this. It's not uh, the most hoppy IPA, but it's a very smooth, like easy drinking IPA. I'll give it that. Huh. Um yeah, I, this is very nice. I do enjoy this. I think I think the thing about Bent Paddle is they use different bitters, right? Like, that's kind of been the thing so far is they use different bitters. And I wonder, if, because this beer is made with lake water, too, which is what it said in the intro. Yeah, that's what it is. That, you know, maybe we're just tasting the lake water in here. Like, it, ta- it has a different element of freshness to it. Um, I mean, I can't argue that because I don't drink much lake water. Right. But, hey, could be possible. Can I hear a fun fact that's on their can? I would love a fun fact. 10% of the world's fresh water is found in Lake Superior. That's and very superior. 100% of the beer is made from that water. Interessante. It's like the Madden math. You know, 90% Yo, of the game that, is math mental. That literally validated <laughs> what I just said. Exactly. Um, Look at now they're being on topic. I anyway, know. Speaking, of, grown up. speaking of topics, Nabil, you got some stuff you want to talk about. I have about. some topical stuff. Very topical <laughs> stuff. All right, let's pull this up. Let's do All this. Right. So the second thing is more interesting. The first thing is more of a bold prediction. So a question. Do you guys think the Jaguars will fire their head coach? Who's Doug Marone? Doug Marone. They just con- fired Coughlin uh, less than a week ago. For the excessive fining. I don't know the exact reason, but that was probably part there of was it. Something, there was something in office about his excessive fining. Uh, and, Dexter Fowler. Yeah, and um, about how he's been handling off-season stuff. Right. So, uh, do you think uh, Doug Marone will be fired at the end of the year? I think so. Asif? I'm going to go with no. No? Okay. Uh, I, yeah, I'm going to go with no. So, like, you the, have an argument. the only reason I'm saying this is because I have an epic idea for the next head coach of the Jaguars. Oh, my goodness. Let's go. Let's hear The it. offensive coordinator of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers is Byron Leftwich. Who used to be the quarterback. The starting quarterback of the Jaguars. Okay. And Byron Leftwich has made that offense awesome. The fact that Jameis Winston can hang hang onto the ball is his own fucking fault. Yeah. So I'm saying Byron Leftwich becomes the head coach of the Jaguars, and he brings Jack Del Rio back, who was his head coach of the Jaguars as his defensive coordinator. Tell me that's tell me that wouldn't sell tickets. Oh, that would 100 percent sell tickets. Also, one thing I want to point out about the Jacksonville Jaguars is they're owned by the Khan family. Um, so, they're not. They're not a mob family. So everyone, calm down. Yeah, they're they're owned by a Pakistani family, and there's uh, the son of this guy. Uh, who AEW. Owns, yeah, he he started AEW, which is a wrestling company. So like, I'm kind of like a pseudo Jaguars fan right now, just for the sake of the whole wrestling culture element of it. I've seen Tony Khan, the founder of AEW, in the restroom down at Turner over here in Midtown. Nice. Uh, when I went to an AEW pep rally down there. I'm about to ask a question that I'm not going to ask. Because that would have been perfectly there, timed. There that would have no, been perfectly timed. Anyways. There were no uncut <laughs> gems. So I'll just not to answer your Well, you already answered the question. Thank Moving you. On to wait, wait. I'm going to add it to my note. I got one more thing. Okay. okay. Yes. Got one this more is thing. a bold prediction segment. I have a bold prediction, too, before we get to actual okay, predictions. Cool. So my other thing was, um, Nader, do you remember when John Michaels was on? 
Yes. You looked up a, a very interesting stat about the Bears. Do you remember that stat? Uh, no, I don't. You looked up a stat that said that the Bears do not have a 4,000-yard passer. They're one oh. of a few teams in the league that does never had a 4,000-yard passer. Yeah. Well, I did some more research. Okay. There's only one other team that has a 4,000, that does not have a 4,000-yard passer. That is the Philadelphia Eagles. Oh, interesting. And if you look at Carson... Like historically? Historically, they have never had a 4,000-yard passer. Not even Joe Namath. Uh, Joe Namath was a Jets. Oh, Jets. sorry, yes. Yeah, yeah. So, right. no, Joe Namath did not throw 4,000 yards yeah. on the Eagles. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Continue. <laughs> um, but, yeah, factually speaking... <laughs> You can um, see the you can see the confusion anyway. What? Not even McNabb. McNabb McNabb came the closest. Okay. He was at thirty nine and change. Damn. Not so change though. So Carson Wentz currently sits at thirty seven fifty. Okay. That's a very very round number. So right? he needs about three hundred and fifty mm. yards on two, Sunday. Two fifty. Thank you, Nader. <laughs> two fifty. Yeah. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> Dayquil is a hell of a drug, man. I don't think it's a Dayquil. No, I think it might be the beers. But, I think know. it might just be Matt Frost in general. <laughs> That's true. But yeah, so if Carson Wentz gets 250 yards Which is on Sunday, very easy, very freaking easy. With and the, and even I think he's playing who the uh, who is he, he playing the Giants? Are, they're playing yes. the Giants. This is a must-win game for yeah. Philly too on Sunday. Yeah. So if Carson Wentz throws for 250 yards. That. The Bears will be the only team left in NFL history who does not throw for 4,000 yards. Ever. Period. By one single quarterback. By one single quarterback. Wow. That's crazy. That is wild. And the Eagles have a really good shot of doing that. Oh, yeah. Very possible. Interesting. It should happen. Unless he gets hurt, it should happen. Uh, I guess we'll do, like, since we're jumping into our predictions, I'll just add in one that's not on the record. Um, Eagles win out. They make the playoffs. Correct. If the Eagles lose and the Cowboys win, they make the playoffs. Both of them are playing shit teams. So we have the Eagles going against the uh, the Giants. Giants. We just said that. And you have the Cowboys going against the Redskins. Um, what do you guys think is gonna make it? Between the two? Yeah, random off the top. Well, I'm I got Eagles. The Eagle, yeah, I'm taking the Eagles because the Eagles have it easier in that the Eagles have to win. The Giants need help. Well, the Giants are can't get in. Period. Cowboys need help. So, I mean, the Cowboys. So, what happens if the Eagles lose? Then the Cowboys have to win, and they're in. That's what I'm saying. So the Cowboys need well, help. Yeah. 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 Maybe the Eagles control their own destiny. That's oh, why Sunday's okay. game was so big. Yeah. Because if the if the Cowboys were to win on Sunday against the Eagles, the Cowboys would be the NFC champions, and potentially Philly might be playing for that sixth spot against Minnesota. But now it's only the NFC East up for grabs, and right now Philly has that spot. If Philly wins, then they're in. Cowboys yeah. are at home, and Eagles are on the road. But I'm still taking yeah. Carson Wentz and the Eagles oh, on Sunday because they have less pressure on them. All they have to do is win. The Cowboys need help. I think both teams will win, but I don't think it's going to matter as much for the Cowboys, frankly. Yeah, um, as long as the Eagles win. There okay, so before we get into actual game predictions, and we'll, okay. and we'll wrap it up with that, my only bold prediction is this. The Patriots will lose in the first round of the playoffs this year. Well, Tom Brady is done. Do they not have a bye? Whenever their first playoff their game. Their first playoff game. Yeah, lose. whenever okay. their first playoff game is, the Patriots will lose. Tom Brady is done. That's my prediction. I'm, wow. I'm putting it right here. Wow. Uh, also, now there, your Kirk Cousins statement and Mitch Trubisky statement. One, we're going to reevaluate that next week on the show. Head-to-head, we will reevaluate that. Let's and then... 
all time, we will evaluate that too after we evaluate it head to head. Uh, anyway, let's get into predictions and, and wrap it up. Also, we're going to reevaluate your Joe Namath Eagle stats as well. Okay, it is the <laughs> wing on the helmet, green and white. I, I got but the iconic pictures in my head. J E T S, Jets, Jets, Jets on the helmet. Whatever. Either way, man. <laughs> uh, um, you're right. The uh, Patriots do have the number two spot, so they will get a first round buy. But Austin believes that as soon as they uh, they get up, as soon as they play the next game, they're out. I I think that I think the Patriots lose in their first playoff game, and I think they'll be done. Fair enough. This will be the first time in how many seasons the Patriots are not in either the AFC Championship game or the playoff. So f- I'm not or, sure. Or the, the championship. But game, fun sorry. fact, um, it is. The percentage is higher that Tom Brady plays in the AFC Championship game than a quarterback completing a pass in the league. Any quarterback completing a pass in the league. That's this crazy. this deck comes via uh, Trey Wingo on uh, Mike, no, new Mike and Mike. What is that? Wingo and Golick. There you go. Nice. That's fascinating. Also, in the bill, you told me a stat over the weekend. Sorry, I plugged my fantasy team, but. 66% of... 69. Oh, hell yeah. That's even better. 69% of teams that made it to the championship in Yahoo Fantasy had Christian McCaffrey on their team. Full disclosure, I had Christian McCaffrey on my team this year. I also had Patrick Mahomes, Julian Edelman, Leonard Fournette, Steelers defense. No one cares about your fantasy team. Cole Beasley. Get at me. I dominated this year. All right. Anyways, uh, two predictions. First up, we have Chicago at Minnesota. Minnesota is favored by seven. Um, at home. At home. Asif, what do you think? I'm gonna I'm gonna take the Vikings here, man. I sorry, Bears fans. I'm taking the Vikings like 24-10. 24-10. Yeah. Okay. Your boy Kirk Cousins is gonna outplay your boy Mitch Trubisky. Sorry to tell you. Yeah. I'm calling bullshit, and I'm going to take the Bears, uh, 17-10. Nabil? I will also take the Bears, and um, I feel like Mitch is going to put up points just to make us feel special and warm for the summer and everything. It'll to be very nice and cuddly, yeah, to get put my seatbelt back onto the bandwagon. So I got <laughs> Bears 24-14. 24-14. And full disclosure, I mean, I guess I didn't – Viking starters might not play, but I'm still taking the Vikings in this game on Sunday. Anyway, next right. game is what? Falcons at Buccaneers. Um, they are even as far as uh, points are concerned. That is correct. But there is a 48 and a half over and under. So I would like to see what do you guys think? Over or under 48 and a half? Nabil, you go first since this is my team. Are we doing over unders or are we doing predictions? No. Prediction as well. A prediction. Okay. Come on, dude. Okay. I, I don't know. Have you never, always you never brought over unders into this? Well, it's never been listed, but it's always even. been listed. It's just OU. Oh. Uh, but yeah. Um, I will go <laughs> it's with. It's not listed for any of the other games. Anyway, all right. Because it wasn't available. Anyways. I will go uh, Falcon. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna go Falcons and Dan Quinn j- saving his job, uh, winning thirty to twenty one. Thirty to twenty one, so over forty eight and a half. Mathematics wise, I believe so. Okay, good. Uh, Asif, what do you have? I'm gonna take the Falcons thirty four, and the bang. Uh, I was the gonna Bengals. say the Bengals, the Buccaneers, uh, thirteen. Oh wow! Okay. Interesting. I that am, is also an over for the math. That is also over. Thank you. I am also taking Falcons. 35-28. Sorry, Dan Quinn, you're going to lose. You're going to get fired. 35-28 <laughs> uh, over as well. <laughs> okay, so two things real quick. One, 
do you guys think that Dan Quinn should come back? Or are we still waiting to see what happens next week? So, do I think Dan Quinn should come back? No, I thought he should have been fired a year ago. Okay. Do I think he's coming back? Yes. I don't disagree with you about him being should have been fired a year ago. We, uh, we talked about this last year yeah. on this week's episode last year. I thought he would be, should have been fired last year. Yeah, and and I think Thomas Dimitrov should have been gone after last year too. Correct me if Definitely. I'm wrong. Definitely. But I think he should have been. So we're on the same page there. But I think he's coming back. If he wins, they come back. If he loses, he's gone for sure. I think regardless, I think he's hit this job. Okay. Well, and then the last point I wanted to make about that before we go to our third prediction, and I got something special I want us all to predict too, Ooh. is um, the two losses that the, the Falcons have had. I just want to reiterate, the two losses that the Falcons have had during the second half of the season are bad losses. Don't give me that nonsense about, well, they won six games. They lost two right, terrible Nather, games. We'll give them that nonsense. No nonsense for me. Yeah, they, they lost two really bad games. You can fight me for it if you want. They had the Saints on the brink at home. They should have beat Give them. And they got outplayed by the Buccaneers worse than they got outplayed by the Saints in that second loss. Yeah. So don't give me that six and two. Look at the two losses. They're terrible. All right. What's the third game that we're predicting? Third game we are predicting is the Niners at Seahawks. Uh, The Niners are favored by two. Uh, and the Seahawks in the off in the off week have signed and picked up Marshawn Lynch. We and didn't bring that up. Yeah, that's Turbine. That's Turbine. Awesome. I I think I think Who Marshawn cares about the other dude, dude. Yeah, Marshawn's back. I think Marshawn Lynch honestly changes things in the NFC playoff picture. I don't know if you agree, the bill, but I think so. I think it's because it's Seattle. I think it's semi does, but he hasn't. Dude, I don't know. Is he even gonna play this week? Apparently, he's expected to suit up because they have well, no other healthy running back. They lost two running backs uh, in the last Turbin. Game. I think the other guy's Turbin. Turbin, yeah. Yeah, from Saudi Arabia. Yep. Not really, but okay. B-I-N. <laughs> anyway. Don't fact check us on that one. Yeah. Um, or any of this show, really. Please don't fact check no, us. Except for, the, except for the Carson Wentz the fact, the 4,000-yard uh, thing. Fact check me on that. Boom. Google Boom. my friend. Um, Namath did not play on the Eagles, but Niners <laughs> and Seahawks. Uh, Niners favored by two. This is Sunday night football in Seattle. Yep. Sunday night. It's the last game of the regular season. Re- last game of the regular season. Huge, huge, huge implications for San Francisco huge. in this game, right? Um, I think this is for number one seed in the seed. NFC at least. And if the if the forty possibly it depends because Green Bay can still get the number one seed. But you know what? Let's get let's get. That's what I was gonna say. If the Forty Nineers don't win, Green Bay gets the number one seed. But then the NFC West is bonkers. Yeah, All right. garbage. Who's going first? Um, I will Not go it. first since I haven't yet. I have Forty Nineers winning twenty eight seventeen. Asif. Man, I I wish I could look up real quick the the first game between these two teams to see who won. And it was the C- it was Seahawks in overtime. Uh, oh, on Monday Night Football. Correct. Yep. Uh, that one game a year that you play on Monday Night Football, Russell Wilson won in overtime. Correct. You're uh, welcome. My memory is intact. There you go. So for that reason, I'm gonna take the road team here um, because the road team won that first game. So I'm gonna take the 49ers and I'll take San Francisco. 28-17. I think that was said just now, but 28-17 San Francisco. I just want to make sure Nader and Asif both have the Niners winning 28-17. Yeah, uh, wow. Yeah, you know, okay. the Seahawks just lost a bad loss against Arizona. You know what? I'm going to go the Niners Oh, so Seahawks winning. Win wait, 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 wait. 27. 16. 18. Damn it. 18. How do you get 18, Bill? Um, well, 
when a number and a number are very excited. Oh my they, goodness. Um, anyway, shout out to Ben Paddle. <laughs> Thank for you so much. Providing um, us with a lot of great beverages today. Um, awesome. Any closing remarks? Wait, okay. before that, what was y'all's favorite favorite brew for Ben Paddle? Mine is the coffee. Thank you for bringing that up, the because that's where I wanted to go. There you go. Mine was the coffee. I think that was amazing. I'm going to go with um, the ESB. Okay, that was really roasty. That the, was really nice. And the reason I wanted to um, have you brought it up is because I want to say, like, this time of year, we're, no, we're used to drinking stouts and porters and stuff like that. But, but there are other options that aren't heavy. Such as this ESB Amber Ale right here. Right. Um, or the coffee. This is the perfect beer for this time of year. It also won a gold medal. I don't know if that influences my decision knowing that. But aren't you also a big Kurt Angle fan? Oh, absolutely. It makes sense. Metals. Absolutely. Like metals. Mm. Um, but I did say before I knew that this was the beer that we were drinking for sure. This is a really good beer. Go back a few minutes in the episode. Um... I wanted to do a college football survivor thing. I don't know if we got time to do that with the bill. What do you think? Are we doing college football survivor? We're at uh, 45 minutes. You know what? I'm cool with 48. I'm cool with the 48. All right. So college football playoffs are coming up this Sunday. It's probably going to be the best college football this Saturday. Sorry. Uh, it's going to be the best college football playoffs we've ever had. Instead of making predictions for games, I want to pick a survivor. Unless And we can do the online predictions online for Nab's extra pick on Twitter. Okay, okay. so, so we can definitely do Survivor, um, which is fine. Assuming no one's going to pick Oklahoma, right? Why Why would you assume that nobody's going to pick Oklahoma? Because they're going to get their ass kicked against LSU. Okay, so you're not taking Oklahoma. Okay. My, my thing with Survivor is we each pick one team for the college football playoff, and then we'll do the prediction for the games on Friday or Saturday before the games start. So, you have four teams in the college football playoff this weekend. You got Clemson, Ohio State, Oklahoma, and LSU. Okay. Pick one team, and it's a part of our prediction segment. Which so, is fine, but can teams repeat or no? No. So, no. once I pick a team, it's done. Yeah, Who's because first? you can go first. LSU. Okay. Right? <laughs> yeah, I mean. All right, well, Clemson just won the national championship now there last year. They're going back for the two-peat. So I'll let you have Clemson because I'm actually going to take Oklahoma. Even though I want LSU to win for the SEC, I think Oklahoma is going to do it. So no one's taking Ohio State? You can – there's no, one – I, I want LSU. I'm good at LSU. The field, and by the field, <laughs> I mean our listeners, you guys get what we don't get, and that could work out very well for you. Now that you got to pick between Clemson – and Ohio, Ohio State. State. That, yeah, those are your options. Both of them are playing. Um, and yes, then they are playing each other. Yes. Da, 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 da. I will go with, um, you know what? I'm going to go with the underdog, Ohio State. All right. So the the Bears, Birds, and Brews faniverse, your survivor pick for the college football playoff is Clemson, which I would I like be very odds. happy with if yeah, I was right. a listener right now. Um so, Ursulon, your survivor and, and pick is FYI, Clemson. FYI, Ohio State is favored. They are favored, so I'm not going with the underdog. Actually, no, I'm sorry. Clemson's favored. I'm sorry. Clemson's That's favorite. Yeah, Clemson has to be favored Thought for so. sure. Okay, so we got Nather for Ohio State, the bill for LSU, who I want to win because I want the SEC to win. However, I'm going with Oklahoma all the way. We're going to have predictions to the games <laughs> up online. Why would you take Oklahoma all the way? Because Jalen Hurts has not lost to LSU yet. Oklahoma is also the most battle-tested team 
in the college football playoff. They're the only team that's actually lost a game this season, if not two. Um, and, yeah, they're a battle-tested team. They're the only battle-tested team there. Their head coach is battle-tested in that he's been there before. You know, Ryan Day for Ohio State, the head coach, and what is it, Ed Orgeron, the head coach for LSU, Gumbo. have not been in this position before. Gumbo. What? Gumbo. Oh, what? I don't know. Okay. Gumbo. Who's Gumbo? Not Gumbo Fisher. There is no Gumbo Fisher. Gumbo, LSU, Louisiana. I got you. Yeah. Gumbo has not been battle-tested or has not been LSU college football playoff experience. Lincoln Riley has it. Uh, Dabo Sweeney obviously has it. Dab. Uh, but Clemson, Ohio, Trevor Lawrence from uh, from Clemson has never trailed in the second half of a game. Sir, you're career. just rambling now. Yeah. You're just rambling. Again. Our picks will be up on Bears, Birds, and Brews. Something will be up. On Twitter and Instagram. We Thank have you really again, cool Ben Paddle. Pictures. Thank you again, Ben Paddle. We enjoyed and bye. We'll see you next time.